0: Welcome to The Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty in San Diego.
1: My name is Brian Kochi, the media director here at Whistle Realty Group.
0: The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your real estate business or really just any business out there. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. Rather than us guessing what you want to hear about, we just listen to you. You just tell us what you want to hear about, and we will talk about it here on the show. You can always ask us questions via thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, uh, join our Facebook group where we share a lot of insider secrets, and find out about our Media Mayor Mastermind event, which is no longer upcoming. It is officially released. Uh, Media Mayor Mastermind is a course that is essentially... Everything Brian and I have learned over the last six-plus years of creating videos together condensed down into a course. It basically can shortcut your learning curve by six years, right? That's the goal. So you don't have to go through all the same struggles that we've gone through. And you can simply learn from our successes. So you can uh, go to whistleway.com. We have early bird pricing on there. Um, so make sure to jump on that uh, before the early bird ends.
1: I guess it depends when you're listening to this. It does. If people keep asking me when the early bird's going to end, and I say... I can't tell you, because uh, it'll end when Kyle says we're done, and uh, <laughs> it'll be switched over that day. So. Yeah,
0: just don't wait. Just yep. go. If you're gonna do it, do it. Yep. All right. What are we doing today, Brian? So, oh, wait. Hold on. Oh. And before we dive in, if you enjoy the content today, uh, what should they do if
1: they enjoy the content? If Kyle? you're
0: watching on YouTube, you should hit the little thumbs up button. Helps the algorithm on YouTube. And hit the subscribe button and little notification bell so you get updated of future episodes of the show. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, if you could hook us up with a review on there so we can uh, climb up the list. We're, we're climbing up the Canada list, but we're going to climb up the U.S. list. So let's do this. Help us out with a little review. Yeah.
1: So, Brian, what are we going to talk about today? That's that's your line.
0: Okay. Well, you just did it. Okay. Um, you can just so, talk to yourself. That could be fun.
1: No, I don't I don't want to do that. So today, uh, again, Tom was looking through responses for what people wanted to learn about when they joined our Whistleweight group. Um, and we've got a lot of new agents coming through. Um, and that kind of seems to happen when real estate's good, right? You see a lot of new agents come through. A lot of people get their license. A lot of people studying for their license and trying to trying to learn. Um, I kind of want to give them a, a, a hand up. A helping hand?
0: A hand up. That's not it. What is it Yeah. Called? Hand up. Hand up,
1: you know. <laughs> um, a leg up. That's what it's called. There you go. Helping hand, a leg up, whatever. And uh, try and help them avoid some of the sta- the mistakes that you have made. Um, and let's talk about the mistakes you've made as an agent. We talk a lot in this podcast about you as a team leader, as a, as a broker owner, as a as growing into that that route. But I want to talk about what are some of the mistakes you've made as an agent, um, either when you just started or now, that agents that are either new to the business or, or been here a while and want to avoid that mistake.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's
1: see. Let's let's narrow the list down. <laughs> yeah.
0: How long? We, we try to do this in like twenty minutes, right? This might be like a nine
1: parter. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. Um, let's see. Some of the biggest things to mistake, the biggest things to avoid. Um, number one, I think so many people screw this up. Everybody thinks that they can do this thing on their own. This industry is hard. It is complicated. There are so many pieces to this real estate puzzle and you trying to do the entire puzzle yourself is crazy All right think about the first time let's just say you did a thousand piece puzzle like my daughter's five she can't do a thousand piece puzzle by herself right now but if her and her mom and myself worked on it together we could probably knock that puzzle out and we'd probably do it significantly faster than my five year old try to do it herself like she might not finish it for five more years right it might take her five years before she's capable of doing something like that Um, just the attention span alone shit. Um, (laughs) so trying to do it on your own, I think is one of the biggest mistakes that I made and, and a lot of people make now, look, we're, we're doing great now and we're, we're selling a ton of homes, but could have gotten to this level so much faster had I started on a team. And now I did start working with my dad, um, on the commercial side of things and that definitely helped. But when I went to the residential side, I just figured it all out on my own and I, I screwed up a ton trying to do it on my own. I didn't understand the value of the leads. I didn't understand the systems. I didn't understand the value of time. Like I made so many freaking mistakes where if I could have been on a team and I could have just plugged into a machine that was already up and running, I'd have been so much better off. And the beauty of when you join a team is you don't have all that out of pocket expense as you do when you try to do it on your own. And that can bury a lot of people because new people get in and and then they they watch a webinar or they see somebody on stage. It's like, oh, I'm killing it with Realtor.com. And then they go and drop like five grand a month on Realtor.com. And like they have no systems, no processes, nothing in place. And that five grand just literally goes straight in the freaking trash can. Yep. So um, joining a team is a really, really smart way to go. And everybody's like, oh, well, I don't want to give up X percent of my commission. Shut up. You're giving up all your commission right now because there is none join a freaking team. Check your ego at the door. Join a team where somebody's going to do a lot of the work for you. The the systems, the processes, the technology, everything's in place. You have virtually no out-of-pocket expense. Learn how to do some damn transactions. And then maybe after a couple years, maybe you decide like, hey, I want to start my own team or I want to do this on my own. Cool. Or maybe you decide like, I like this team thing. I don't want to have all the stress and the headaches and the expenses. I'm just going to stay on a team. Um, We have agents who join our team. And a year later leave and I have agents on the team who've been with us for 10 years that that really like having the the stress taken off their plate and they just go do what they need to do so yeah. I think joining a team for sure is the most important thing it's the mo- the biggest mistake I see new agents make
1: okay now and, and another thing about one of the things that we've worked hard with our team is is to build in that upward mobility so maybe um, looking at when you're going to join a team one of the things you look at is how can you grow from literally being spoon fed to to feeding yourself and what that looks like. Okay, what else do we have for mistakes?
0: Other mistakes is not having any systems or processes in place. So prime example again, somebody goes on stage, says I sell a ton of homes because of realtor.com and then they go drop five grand a month. But they don't know what to do when those leads come in. I made that same mistake. I had all these leads coming in, wasn't realtors, just whatever. Uh, I had a bunch of leads coming in And I got to the point I couldn't handle all the leads. So then I called my buddy who owned a brokerage. was like, hey, dude, you got a lot of agents. Like, can I send these leads to you and you just pay me a referral fee? He's like, sure, no problem. Once a week, (laughs) I would take the leads and I would send him an Excel spreadsheet with all the leads in it. Once a week. Right? Like, think about how crazy that is, guys. Like, we're preaching right now that you got to be following up within seconds. And I was once a week sending these leads out.
1: And then how long did it take them to follow up? Who knows?
0: Who knows? Right? Needless (laughs) to say, none of those ever closed. Um, then I would, I was like, okay, this doesn't work. So then I had a couple buddies. I was like, Oh, why don't you guys join me? I was a broker at that time come join my brokerage and I'll give you guys the leads. Well, I didn't train them. I didn't give them any systems, processes, nothing. They closed nothing. Um, it wasn't until we put a system and had processes in place. We implemented a really good CRM shout out to boomtown. Um, that was really the year that we implemented Boomtown, we went from 82 to 242 transactions. Like shout out to them because that that was a huge game changer for us Um, because now we had a system and it had processes built into that system to where when a lead came in, this happens, this happens, this happens. And the system tells me who to call, why to call them, when to call them, what properties they've looked at. Like that stuff's so, so valuable. So having systems and processes in place before you go drop a ton of money on leads and you got to know what to say, right? Like, people what's crazy to me and and i use this analogy a lot but right in this real estate industry we did six million dollars in gci last year like that's nfl money but the guys that play in the nfl like they don't just show up on sunday and step on the field and play like those guys put thousands of hours a year into practice and preparation so that when they do get on the field they know exactly what to do they know that if the other team lines up in this formation we got to line up in that formation. And if the other team lines up in that formation, we gotta line up in this formation. And then they know the tendencies of, well, this player likes to do this and that player likes to do that. They learn all that, they practice like crazy. So when they get on the field, they could do it with their eyes closed. But here we are in the real estate industry and we just show up and wing it. We don't put any practice or preparation into it. Well, what we should be doing is role-playing. We should be role-playing like crazy so that we know when the person says, oh, well, I want to uh, wait six months. Well, what do you? What should you say to that? Okay, well, call you later, bye. Yeah. Or you're like, <laughs> all right, cool. we well, will talk to you in six months. Call me, never. Um, or the person's like, yeah, well, I got a family member in the business. Like, do you know what to say to that? Or, or are you just trying to figure it out, right, in the moment? Like, that, how's that working out for you? It's probably not working out too well. So putting some practice and preparation in to go along with the systems and processes, I think, are crucial.
1: Cool. Um let's let's dive into one more yeah um and, and maybe this isn't one that you've experienced but one that you see happen over and over again what what's the next biggest mistake you see agents
0: time time management okay um, what I see most agents do is just try to fill a day whatever that is whether that's four hours eight hours twelve hours they just try to fill a day they're not purposeful with okay. what they fill it with they feel like if I can if I could just post on freaking Instagram for once an hour for eight hours, people are going to think I filled my day, so I'm good. Or or some of you, if I come to the office, it's a full day, even though I did nothing while I was there other than chit chat with everybody. Um, work a purposeful day. Like actually have purpose behind what you do and use a calendar. And like work your calendar. It's amazing because people don't understand the value of their time. When you actually start to like build out a routine for yourself and like, this is what I do right? I come in at 8.15 and I jump on the huddle with my team. And then when my hut, my 15-minute huddle's over, I role play from 8.30 to 9. And then from 9 to 11, I prospect. And then from 11 to 12, I do office work. At 12, I go to lunch. And then the afternoon, I go on appointments. And if I don't have appointments, then I do more prospecting. Like, do you have a schedule? And are you intentional about what goes into that schedule? Or are you just doing the best you can to fill an eight-hour day? Like, that's where you screw up. You've got to, like, every minute should have a purpose. What I get done in an eight hour day is probably equivalent to a lot of people's 40 hour weeks. Maybe they're 60 hour weeks because every minute it counts, right? There's, there's purpose behind every minute of the day. Um, and the biggest one that goes in there is prospecting. Like you've gotta have prospecting built into your calendar. I don't care if you have a hundred deals pending or zero deals pending, you should be prospecting every single day. Um, a lot of people prospect when they have no business so, they start out where they have no business, they prospect heavy. And then, as they start to get business going, they stop prospecting. Well, then that business closes and they're like, oh shit, I don't have any business. I got to start prospecting again. And they, it's like a teeter totter up and down. And what that ends up doing to your bank account is it looks like a roller coaster. And then, what it does to your mental health is pretty damaging, right? It's like going straight down on the roller coaster yeah. all, all day, every day. It's brutal. There's wear and tear. And that's how a lot of people end up out of the industry is they only prospect when they need to, but at some point, what if that prospecting doesn't work and now you have no pipeline built and it, it could be brutal. So I think those would really be the three or four, however you wanna look at it, is you gotta start out on a team, you gotta have systems and processes, you gotta practice and prepare, and you've got to work an intentional day. I don't care if it's two hours, 12 hours. Be intentional and purposeful with what you put in your calendar, and stick to that calendar.
1: Now let's do a bonus here. If if again, if you're a new agent and you're you're starting out on your own, or you are um, your you're getting licensed soon, and you're interviewing a team, and you say, "Okay, I want these things." What are some of the best questions to ask? Mm-hmm. We'll go through this quick. I think it could be an entire podcast, um, but again, you said you got to join a team. I want this to be tactical. What do you look for?
0: Um, I would want to see the track record of a team. I've seen so many people that start a team and then it implodes. And then they start a team and then it implodes. Or they start a team and then it becomes a really big team and then it becomes a small team and then it implodes. Like, I want to see the track record of success. Um, I'm not a huge fan of a brand new team because there's a hell of a learning curve When you're starting a team. Yes. Um, Just because a lot of times good producers make terrible team leaders. Just because the team leader sold 100 homes last year does not mean they're going to be good at leading a team. I want to know the production of the team members, not just the team leader. Cool. And I want to know how long they've sustained that for as opposed to it being a flash in the pan. Because you, you could see a team like, oh, yeah, there's five of us. We sold 110 homes last year. And 100 were sold by the team leader. And the other 10 people sold the other 10 homes like that's a problem. So I would really want to know the track record. Um, I would want to know what does the training program look like. Okay, I joined the team. What does it look like? Is it just like, all right, well, welcome to the team. Here you go. Like, well, like is there a learning management system? Is there an onboarding process? Like how do the leads work? all that? Like I would want to know that. So if that stuff's not in place, that would scare me. I'd want to know what are the expectations of me. And I want to know what are the expectations from you. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be really important. I want to know that up front. I don't want any surprises once we get into a relationship together. So those would be three things that I would really be looking out for.
1: Cool. Like I said, if this part takes off well, we can do a whole podcast on that specific yeah. thing. But, I think uh, it could be good. Good. Cool. All right.
0: You good with it? All right, I'm cool. Well, hopefully you guys got some value out of that. The way we like to wrap the shows with something we call the whistle widget of the week. This is something we utilize in our business. It saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. What do you got for us?
1: Uh, mine helps us have more fun. Um, and this is a photographer tool, but agents can use it as well. Um, in the this day and age where lights are getting smaller and smaller and smaller, we're looking for, I mean, I think you, you've done, Kyle, the... Uh, What's the little light called? That you loom cubes. The loom cubes. Mm-hmm. Um, my my recommendation is actually going to be on the opposite side. It's one of my big studio lights. And the thing that I really like about this is you get really nice quality of light, and you get a lot of light from it. Um, we're going to be utilizing these these in the new studio, set up with big diffusers, and we'll be, put them on wheels so we can turn them around, um, and move them around from our podcast studio to our uh, green screen, and. I'm just a big fan of the big lights because you get the really nice quality light. Um, so the ones I use are the Klar Illumin Max 300. Uh, I think they're the Adorama brand, so adorama.com. Um, I bought a kit with two of them and some stands and some some diffusers for like $1,200, um, which I understand is not cheap, but the quality of light that comes from it, the amount of light that it puts out, it's really, really nice. And in terms of big light setups, um, I was gonna, I was gonna buy one light that was eleven hundred bucks, and I bought this whole setup for twelve hundred. So, uh, that's my widget.
0: Cool. All right, the one I want to share. I don't even. I didn't realize it does all this other stuff. Um, I was using this just for tracking mileage because that's something that's good for you to do. But apparently, you can also do expense tracking. You can help with some of your tax prep. You can create invoices for customers. Um, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with this one. Um, it's called Hurdler, H-U-R-D-L-R, oh. H-U-R-D-L-R. Um, and yeah, the the three primary components are mileage tracking, expenses, and taxes. But there's all kinds of stuff that you can do with this system. So I've been using it. It's really cool. Every time I finish a drive, it's like, hey, you just did this many miles, which is this much of a write-off. Um, so you should have a system like that in your business that's helping you track all of that stuff. So Hurdler, H-U-R-D-L-R.
1: Is it free or?
0: Uh, so far. Cool. I, I haven't hit a paywall yet. Cool. So they probably take your info and sell it to people so they can market to, to you or something, I'm sure. Yeah, but so far it's been good. I've, I've had no complaints with it. it. doesn't kill my battery or anything. So check out Hurdler. It's pretty Sweet. cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully you guys got some value out of the show today. Again, if you did, would love it. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that little thumbs up. Let YouTube know that you enjoyed the show and also hit the subscribe button with the notification bell so you get notified of future episodes of the show. If you are listening on a podcast platform, hook us up with a review on there. Um, And if you have questions you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can go to thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions, subscribe to the podcast YouTube channel, join our referral network and get dialed in with that early bird pricing on our Media Mayor Mastermind course, thewhistleway.com. With that said, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Whistleway podcast.
1: See you next week.